This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Got a, a really cool program today, John. I know I say that every week, but I'm always excited about what we're talking about. Uh, of course, this show deals with the latest in apps, whether those in cars, phones, or TVs, and also mobile tech news uh, as well. Uh, we will be chatting with Ted Kritsonos. Uh, he's done uh, a really great uh, deep dive into a lot of the mental health and addiction apps that are available uh, here in Canada. So, uh, you know, if you are struggling with any of these mental health issues, uh, addiction issues, this is definitely a segment that you want to stay tuned for. Or if you know someone that is, like you can uh, get some great insight with this. We'll also be talking about uh, a new version of Windows. We've heard of Office 365. So this is a subscription service, you know, 10 bucks a month and uh, you get things like Word and Excel and Outlook and you can use them as like apps on your computer or you can use them in the cloud through a web browser. Well, Microsoft's coming out with a cloud version of Windows called Windows 365 that you'll actually be able to run on low-powered computers because it's all being streamed through the internet. It's awesome. It's a really interesting concept and I really encourage you to stay tuned for that just to kind of understand the way, you know, computing is going and it's happening now. Like this is the future now. Uh, We'll also be talking uh, with the folks over at VanWalks uh, a walking app. Yeah, this is a walking tour app. Yep. Um, I actually met the developer uh, recently, and uh, it's a really neat sort of take on what you can do when you, you know, if you come to Vancouver, for example, you can just see all these cool places and gives you all these little walking guides specifically for like being a tourist in your own town or being a tourist in a new town. And quickly, before we get to some of the uh, the app and mobile news Our contest is just phenomenal this month. Giving away an MSI Summit E13 Flip Evo or Evo Flip uh, laptop. It is a beautiful 13-inch touchscreen laptop. The the screen actually folds back so you can use it as a tablet. It comes with a touch pen uh, so you can take notes with it and sign documents. Uh, But it's just, it's super powered. So, you know, if you're into editing uh, or video or any type of creation or just want something really fast and speedy that's going to give you a, a good few years of life, this is the laptop to have a look at. It's also really thin. Super thin and beautiful. Over 2000 bucks. Again, if you want to get some more info on that, getconnectedmedia.com, hit the contest page, and there's extra ways you can get entries into it as well. Which we'll explain at the end of the show. So stay tuned. Uh, let's look at some of the, uh, the mobile news uh, this week here on the App Show. Uh, Google Pixel 4 owners, and I guess specifically Pixel 4 XL uh, owners, are getting an extra year of free repairs from Google. I guess there's been some issues, John. Yeah, they've been uh, having some problems, uh, and usually out of warranty problems. So you might be able to get a free repair. Google has recently um, updated their support page, outlining an extended one-year repair program for the larger of its 200, 2019 flagship phone, the 4XL. I like that. Do you know what I mean? Like they didn't have to do that. Obviously, there's a problem. So, you know. Well, maybe they did have to do that. If there oh, because there's too many. <laughs> so it seems to be kind of power and battery related. Yeah. And so yeah. what are some of the specific issues that people would run into? Well, one is it doesn't turn on. Okay. That, that is a major one. Yeah. Yes. Or it restarts and or shuts down randomly without any user action or intervention. Yeah. You have charging problems with the power adapter, uh, wireless charging issues. So it just sounds like the whole power management system is... is- just Toast, yeah. Yeah, and even the battery is draining significantly faster than earlier in its use and in its life. So, you know, these definitely sound like whatever the power management module is, is doing something wrong and it's not managing the battery properly. 
again, for the Pixel 4 XL uh, users uh, out there. So uh, look into that a little bit more. You can just Google it and get more information on uh, what that all uh, looks like. We've talked a little bit, uh, John, on the show about Clubhouse, this uh, really unique app. It was invite only. And how, how would you describe it? It's kind of like a, a live podcast. Okay. Right? So you get to choose your sort of theme or your subject matter, and you can find uh, different rooms where people are talking about that topic. Yeah. And you can... Kind of like the old chat lines. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But you can actually choose to be a participant or you can choose to be just a, a listener. So yeah. think of it like kind of like a conference. So there'd be someone or a handful of people typically sort of running or being like the lead panelists at a conference. And this is audio only. There's no video or no anything. Video. No. No. And so they've they've really kind of blossomed in the last little while. They used to be also iOS only. Now mm. there also has a there's an Android app. So and now you don't need an invitation anymore to to get in there. But it really lets you sort of have these interesting conversations or you're just passive listening to people talking about various topics. And it's it's super fun. I, I haven't really got into it, to be honest. I, I got an invite. I signed up. You know, I listened to a few things, but some people are just addicted to it. Yeah, I get notifications all the time from some of my friends that are literally on there every day. <laughs> you know what my problem was? I'd get these notifications. Hey, uh, John has just joined. Uh, you know, welcome him. And I don't know why, but you know how you just kind of hit the little little buttons? And I did that. You know, Laura, who works for us, yeah. I did that. And I didn't realize it just dials me directly into her. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like a direct phone, and I didn't know. So in my pocket, she's like, I'm at home and I'm talking to my wife and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't say anything crazy, right? Especially about her. Well, she's lovely. So <laughs> that wasn't uh, uh, an issue. Uh, there's another new app in town uh, to, is it to compete against WhatsApp? It's actually made from uh, a couple old WhatsApp employees called Hello App, spelled H-A-L-L-O. Yeah, this is uh, another... Attempts at creating a new social media place because <laughs> they'll be able to compete against like Facebook with their two billion active sure. users. Yeah. Sure, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, the, the the premise behind this is that it's ad free and it's private, so uh, they're not sharing your information, and it's um, like, I, where's the business model? <laughs> like we saw this before. Remember Ello? Yes. I still get notifications. People are following me on Ello. I don't even know how to log in anymore. <laughs> I didn't even, I can't even remember Ello. So this is a new, I mean, you hear about these all the time. Do you think this is going to get any traction? Well, I mean, the fact that it's, it's I know a lot of people hate Facebook and some of the other apps, but you know, eventually these other ones, they would become a Facebook anyway. Well, don't, you, don't you think? But this is kind of like what Clubhouse was trying to do too, right? Like yeah. Clubhouse was trying to be a destination for you to, you know, not listen to podcasts and you can listen to the live show, right? And this is sort of the antithesis of Facebook or even WhatsApp for that matter, where it's private, there's no ads and, you know, sounds like a good place, but usually these apps take on sort of a, an aura of their own, right? So you never quite know what kind of people and what kind of topics are going to be there. Yeah. Right. And are you going to get all your friends to migrate over? There has to be some compelling reason, right? <laughs> yeah. They could pay me. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Uh, what else do we got in the news there, uh, John? Good luck to the Hello app. Uh, we'll be following that just to see if anything happens. Uh, Huawei uh, launching a new phone. Uh, you know how far they've kind of come over the past couple of years ago. Do you remember back a few years ago? They were like riding 
on top of the world. They were about to become the largest cell phone manufacturer in the world. And then they ran afoul of the U.S. and many other countries, you know, for their networking gear. Yeah. And that uh, affected their consumer line and their, their smartphone line. And, you know, a bit of a shame because the innovations they had were, were pretty cool. They, I mean, I, I remember their cameras were always the best out there. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're going to launch the P50 uh, flagship on July 29th. Yeah, I guess the challenge is they, um, they don't have the Google Android on it. They have their own version of it. Yeah. So, you know, you can run a lot of the same apps, but there's just some that just don't work. It's, it's just not the same. No. And unless you're skilled at doing all the things you need to do to make it the same, it, it's a tough sell for a lot of people. The average person, other than the fact that typically you pay a little bit less than a flagship phone from Samsung or Apple. Yeah. And you get much better hardware. Well, you know, we're, we'll be checking it out. Yeah. I know there's a lot of political things going on with that, but yes. it's just to see what kind of technology they, uh, they have uh, in there. Okay, we have uh, a lot more to talk about on today's program. Like we were saying earlier, we're going to be talking with the folks over at Van Walks, a cool walking app. Uh, we will also be chatting about the future of Windows that you can run from anything, I guess through like a desktop browser, essentially, like a full Windows 10 or Windows 11 uh, through the browser. So even if you have a low-powered computer, you'll still get a very fast experience because it's streaming through the internet. I guess you got to have a good internet connection. That's it. Yeah. That would be the uh, the key. But, you know, how will that affect computer sales and laptop sales? Hopefully they drop down in price. <laughs> and also we'll be talking with Ted Kritsonos. Uh, he's done a great article on our website, and he's going to come on the show to talk about uh, some of the really good mental health and addiction apps that he's come across for Canadians to help those in need right now. Or if you know someone that could benefit from these, stay tuned. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike Eggerbo here with John Beeler. We're going to look at apps now that help with addiction and mental health. We have an excellent article uh, that details all the ones we're going to talk about today up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com, if you want some more information about that. And we've got the author of that article as well. It's our own Ted Kritsonos out of Toronto, Ontario. Thanks for joining us, Ted. Good to be with you guys. Thank you. Uh, Ted's been doing some great work uh, up on our website, uh, all sorts of great articles uh, on uh, the different subscription services. So I'm, uh, I'm excited today to talk about uh, this particular uh, topic, uh, Ted. W- what made you decide to write about these apps and just you well, know, mental health and uh, addiction in general? Yeah, great question. Uh, and I have to preface this by saying I'm not someone who has gone through this before I, I'm not you know I'm not a recovering addict or anything like that so I want to make that clear that I I could not write this from that perspective because I had not gone through it but it occurred to me that you know we, we talk about tech all the time and though there are issues related to using tech too much and things like that I mean tech addiction is a separate thing that I'll probably cover at a later time but I figured you know pe- most people generally you know have a phone the chances are they have a smartphone and within that smartphone using an app there probably is a tool that people could use to help them you know to help themselves in some way to at least get some help or to at least be part of a community that can help them get back to recovery in a healthier life so i thought okay let me look into this and see what the options are and i was pleasantly surprised to find that there are many 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 i i i'm really only scratching the surface in this article but some of the ones I pointed out, I think, are, are, are pretty good. 
Are, are, do they have a, um, a Canadian focus or are these kind of just general apps? Yeah, another good one. I mean, I did point out that there is uh, Wellness Together Canada uh, that has a, now that's a website more than an app, but that site also has apps that it recommends. The Center for Addiction and Mental Health, uh, which is based in Toronto, also recommends some apps as well. And the TELUS MyCare app, although it's not really for addiction, uh, I wrote a separate article uh, for the site for that. Uh, that is at least, at least puts you in touch with a doctor or with a therapist. So it, it could be your starting point to get to uh, the help that you need. But generally, no, the apps are, are not really geographically specific. Uh, there are some, like there may be something like BetterHelp, for example, which is based in the U.S., but it counts Canadians uh, amongst its users. Uh, and so there's a pretty significant Canadian presence that way, including a partnership uh, with the Canadian Partnership for Women and Children's Health, uh, which offers online counseling for one month for free and in multiple languages. So you got a nice little connection there, too. And like you said, most people have a smartphone now, so it's just kind of like a, a few swipes away, essentially, to get uh, some some much-needed help for some folks. Absolutely, yeah. It, the fact that there are just so many apps, it was really was really great to see that there were a lot of apps that were that were tackling various things, and some are specific. So one that I came across was called Calm Harm, uh, which helps those who may be harming themselves, and it it works to try and you know give those people the chance to resist or manage the urge to do that to themselves. Um, another is Joe and Charlie, which is, in, it, that's an interesting one because that is aimed at recovering alcoholics and it breaks down the big book from Alcoholics Anonymous into the 12 steps, but it does it through spoken audio content where these two gentlemen who are, unfortunately are no longer with us uh, are, are discussing the steps with each other. And so that is apparently the reviews have been very, very good for that and that it has helped. Uh, recovering addicts uh, in, in do, dealing with uh, staying sober. Um, sober Grid is a social network for the sober community. So if you take away all the anxiety that we have with people who are on social media and you just focus on just what this network is about, uh, you know, it's it's a total, it, it's just a wonderful alternative, uh, you know, because it, it, it just, provide some positive reinforcement and there's a lot of dialogue for people who are helping each other you know to get back to to where they want to be yeah you uh, actually uh, have written uh, about uh, several different uh, addiction uh, you know counseling uh, and, and help apps here i am sober is another one how was that one yeah i am sober is one where you're tracking milestones for your sobriety so uh you can include pledges and also you can contact others for mutual accountability so, you know, you're kind of keeping each other honest. Uh, it's become popular. Uh, it's one of the popular ones that I saw, and one of the first ones that popped up uh, because it's maintained a pretty large community uh, that stays active. And so there, I, I didn't want to get it confused with another app called I Am. So just no other word, just I Am. Uh, that one focuses more on daily affirmation, focused largely on self-esteem and confidence. So you're feeling a little bit down, or you've been not, you know, you haven't been really feeling good about yourself. That is one app that tries to build up your confidence through some affirmations. So uh, th- there's some, like I said, there's some great tools out there, and they're available on your phone. So people already have their phones, and hopefully they're willing to try these apps. 
What about uh, certain communities and ages, like like teens, for example, or, or the LGBTQ communities? Yeah, great question. So there's also specific ones for those too. So uh, although they're not entirely related, they have similar names. So teen counseling uh, functions on, uh, you know, a lot of the same principles that some of these other apps. Now it does cost money and it is to a large degree aimed at parents who are seeking help for their kids. So I wouldn't call it direct teen outreach because it didn't seem to work that way when I looked at it, but it, it, it at least offers parents an avenue to pursue when they want to get uh, help for their kids. Pride counseling is a similar uh, platform for the LGBTQ community. Uh, it's not limited to youth, so it could be anybody. Um, uh, and although they're not affiliated, as far as I could tell, they have similar names, but they, they try to uh, target uh, more specific communities to get them help. We're talking with Ted Kritsonos, uh, our Toronto Get Connected tech correspondent. He's written an excellent article up on our website at getconnectedmedia.com. Uh, it's called Apps to Help with Addiction and Mental Health. So if you know someone that is struggling with addiction or mental health issues uh, or you have them yourself, it's a really great starting point. Uh, Ted has uh, researched a bunch of them and he's got links in there as well. So it'll uh, help uh, you get uh, hopefully help uh, a little bit faster because he's done some of the homework for you. Ted, as always, I want to thank you for joining us and uh, telling us all about it. Thanks. Appreciate being with you guys. When we come back from the break. More tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. I'm going to talk a little bit about the cloud right now. I think a lot of us are getting used to using uh, programs and services uh, through internet browsers. Uh, Office 365 would be uh, a very popular one that I think a lot of people would know. Yeah, absolutely. Or even uh, Apple's iCloud with all their tools, Google's cloud tools as well. Like it's all kinds of cloud tools. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, with Office 365, uh, they've got things, you know, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, uh, Outlook, and you can access them all through a web browser and you don't have to have a powerful computer to do it. No, no. That's the great thing about it. Well, we want to talk today about uh, Windows in the cloud. And this is kind of a weird concept to kind of wrap your head around, but it looks like uh, Microsoft's going to be launching something called Windows 365, where you can have Windows through a web browser on your iPad or uh, a a computer that's not overly powerful as well. So like a Chromebook or a Linux machine of some kind? So So this would be like a full Windows desktop uh, running Windows 10 or Windows 11. It's only going to be rolled out to business uh, uh, users to begin with, but it's kind of interesting though, don't you think? Well, it would solve a problem for me. I mean, I have a Windows machine. I have a couple different Windows machines and they're generally not super powerful machines. I keep them around because I need to be able to update firmware on certain things or... There's just some programs and things you want to run on Windows. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm curious about though is how this cloud-based Windows would work with peripherals like if i plug a usb something into say my ipad yeah will it recognize it on the windows side i don't know that's interesting so what they're doing is it's called virtualization they're running uh, an instance of your windows desktop you know if you buy into this on one of their servers yeah. up, up in the cloud so so to speak so again you don't have to have a powerful computer you can have like a single core processor which is kind of really at the bottom of the food chain when it comes to computers out there but you could as you said, run it on a Chromebook. You could run it on an iPad Raspberry or, any, or Raspberry Pi. You know, those little hobby computers uh, as well. Yep. Uh, so the only thing that 
would hamper you is not having a good internet connection, I guess. Yeah, although that's harder to come by these days. Yeah, most people have a fairly decent... A decent enough. I mean, I don't think you're going to be gaming on this Windows machine in the cloud. Like, there's other services that can handle that with a console and other things like that or Stadia. But um, definitely for doing your tasks and having that, you know, especially like you mentioned, so the certain apps that you can't run on a Mac, you can't run on a Linux, uh, that just needs a Windows machine to run properly, having remote access to that would think would be fantastic. I do hope that they do offer a consumer version of this. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I'm just looking at the minimum specs here if you were going to put it on a computer or run it from a computer through a web browser. Uh, so it would be a single CPU, two gigabytes of RAM, and 64 gigabytes of storage. That's on the very low end. Yeah. So... I mean, that will run on a lot of computers, like even super old computers out there. Well, and that's the thing is it could keep some of those older computers from the landfill. Yeah. As long as you have an internet connection. Yeah. That would be the the key thing. But it'd be kind of cool. Like, I know a lot of people use Macs. You use a Mac all the time. Uh, I love using my iPad as well. It'd be so cool because now you can use mice with, you know, the, the new iPads and iPad Pros to be able to run Windows on it too at the same time. Well, yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, it'd be interesting to see how it will handle those peripherals. Presumably, if it's in a browser, you can click and drag and do all those things that you would do in a browser normally from your iPad or from another device. But I think it's a, it's a really interesting uh, approach to this virtualized instance and making it available to businesses. The, I think the idea behind this is that you can have these instances in the cloud so that when you're you know, a remote worker, or if you have a small business and you don't have maybe the funds for a big upgrade right now, you can just get, you know, get Microsoft to do that for you. Yeah, kind of cool, right? Yeah, I guess it's just going to depend on how much it's going to cost. There's Yeah, like how much would you pay? So right now for Office 365, you know, like Word and Excel and, and stuff like that, you can get plans at like, let's just say 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Or cheaper. Yeah. Depending how you buy it. So how much, like you said, this was would be interesting to you. Like how much would you pay to have windows to be able to run it through a browser on your mac or your ipad how much monthly i think netflix is a pretty good bar to think about for cost yeah you know 10 10 to 15 bucks a month probably the most i'd want to spend yeah so i i mean for me i guess depends how fast it is too right yeah but it also depends on what you can do with it right like if i can program arduinos through it yeah that would be huge right what are arduinos again they're like the music synthesizer. No, 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 no. The little Arduinos are the miniature computers, like microcomputers. Yes. Kind of like raspberry Pis. Yeah. But smaller and cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So you would want to be able to plug in these accessories. Yeah. Onto the computer, whatever iPad or Mac you're using. Yeah. Cause a lot of the software that I use is windows only and it requires a com port and all that typical stuff, right. Yeah. To, to program that stuff. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see if that would work for that. Yeah, it's interesting. I'd love to hear from uh, some of the listeners out there. Would you pay a monthly fee to run Windows on like your old eight-year-old laptop and have a fairly good experience as long as you've got a decent internet connection? Well, the thing is they they could easily bundle this with um, Office as well, right? Yeah. So it's a $5 add-on for Office and then you get... 20 bucks a month, you got Windows and Office and you can use it like you go to a a computer cafe or you can go to your friend's house and just instant on, right? Just log in and you're instantly got your desktop. Yeah, I mean, this is what enterprises have been using for a long time with their virtual and remote desktop services. Yeah. But this just gives you that ability without having to have an enterprise infrastructure behind you. Yeah. Which is really cool. Anyway, we'll be following up with this. I'm uh, interested just to see how fast this is 
because if there's any lag, then it's useless to me. You know what I mean? Like if you're waiting for things. But I think the key point though is your machine is going to be managed by Microsoft. Yeah. So presumably all the stuff that you would have to do on your local machine, like antivirus, all that kind of stuff. It's all looked after. Taken care of in the cloud. Right? Yeah. So you have a pretty clean install running on a server grade piece of hardware. Yeah. As long as you're in it, it's decent. You shouldn't see any. It should be fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like when you're using Office 360. Well, right? we'll be following up with that and uh, letting you know uh, how it is. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the program. Uh, Mike and John here. We're going to talk uh, now to an app developer who's come up with a really cool app, something that I think we could all use called Van Walks. On the line, we've got Chris King. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Hello. Thanks for having me. So tell us about your app in a nutshell. What, what is it good for? Well, it's, uh, it's a walking tour app of Vancouver. Uh, it's called Van Walks, and right now it's got three routes, uh, Gastown, Chinatown, and Coal Harbor. And so what, what does the app do then? It basically outlines where you should walk and, and what yes, happens along the way. Yeah, it's got a map of the city with a, a different colored line for each route, and it's got stops along the way that you can open up. It's got uh, a few photos for each stop, but not too many photos because the focus is on actually seeing it in real life. So uh, it's got you know a description of each item uh, narrated by me. And uh, it's, it's, it kind of mixes historical information and, you know, local, local lore with modern, active, modern events. So it's just got a bit of everything. That's kind of cool. I, I guess that would be great for locals that want to learn a little bit more about uh, the, the neighborhoods that they're walking through. But uh, I guess tourists, uh, this would be fantastic for as well. Yeah, the original market was uh, for the tourists. I got the idea when I was walking past uh, Canada Place and there was a cruise ship unloading and there were just thousands of people streaming out into Gastown. And I thought, oh man, there's gotta be a way to do something with this. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, of course, working working on the app during the pandemic, I started to you know, branch out into other avenues of promotion. And I definitely thought of you know, people in Vancouver who have, a lot of people in Vancouver you know, aren't originally from here. So they maybe didn't learn about all these things growing up. So, or, or if they've moved here for work, they haven't had time to really get out and explore the town. Yeah, no, uh, what platforms is it available for? Uh, it's on Android and iOS right now. Oh, very, very cool. Uh, so you've got three routes in there uh, right now. Uh, you know, I guess you're uh, looking to obviously expand that as uh, time goes on? Yeah, so I've actually been spending most of this summer uh, adding Stanley Park to the to the app. And Stanley Park is so big, I actually had to make it two routes because just the seawall is going to be, I think, about five or six hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then so to add another two or three hours for inside Stanley Park, I had to split it out because it was just too long. Do you have like a non-coyote route in, in there? Uh, not yet. No. Uh, actually, funny you should mention that the seawall route does go up to Prospect Point and along the path where I think there have been most of the of the incidents with the coyotes. So hopefully that gets uh, sorted out before I'm able to launch Stanley Park. <laughs> Any plans to go outside of Vancouver right now or are you just kind of concentrating on Vancouver first to see where that goes? Yeah, for, for now, I'm concentrating on Vancouver because that's where I am and that's the knowledge that I have. But that's sort of a phase three of the app would be to build a version for every city in the world, you know, once I have lots of money. And how are you going to make money with this? Uh, so right now, the I'm doing it with in-app purchases. So the, the app itself is free and the Chinatown and Coal Harbor routes are free, but the Gastown route, uh, you have to buy through an in-app purchase. 
Interesting. And the, the, Stan, the Stanley Park ones will also be, there'll be a bundle that allows you to have access to both. And if you don't pay for it, you get a coyote. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. send, send a coyote over to you. I, I shouldn't joke about that, but uh, it is a real issue. Um, how, how difficult is it to make an app? I mean, I love that you saw this opportunity, all these cruise ship passengers coming out and, you know, what mm-hmm. could you do to, to help these uh, folks, uh, you know, while the hours uh, away, like, uh, you know, what, what steps did you have to do to actually create this? Well, so I've, I've been a web developer for about 12 years now. So I've, I've been comfortable with the technology, but I hadn't specifically made an app before. So I did have to learn, you know, I had to transfer my skill set from web to the app, which luckily there's technologies that make that very similar. But I did find that the actually of like the the actual step of dealing with the Apple App Store to be quite painful. So I had the finished app and even to get it to Apple probably took me over a month. Just various forms to fill out and it was all very complicated. Yeah, one of the challenges with app development is you have to sort of provide Apple and Google under at the Android store, uh, all the possible screen sizes of all these, your thumbnails and all these types of things for all the possible devices that might want to launch this app. And so that can be time consuming just to do that part alone, let alone coding everything. So it scales properly and looks right on all these devices and testing it in various emulators and actual hardware. I, I love that you, you came yeah. up with this idea, Chris, and you hadn't even made an app before but you, you just how like like how long did that take you to figure out uh the to make the first proof of concept of like an app that did what i wanted it to probably took me a couple months um i actually <laughs> it would take me ten, sh- it would take me 10 years like <laughs> it was, uh, short, shortly before the pandemic started i went to mexico and i it was after christmas i booked two weeks off work and i just basically worked on it the whole time uh, so when I came home, I had a really ugly version of the app that sort of worked. Uh, and then I, you know, I have a team of freelancers that I've also been working with. So I have a, a UI UX designer who took my app and made it look really nice. And then I had to put that back into the app and make it look the way it does now. So when you say UX UI designer, just for the listeners out there, oh. th- these are the guys that make the make it look pretty, like make yeah, all the yeah. graphics for all the menus and, and things like that. I guess because I mean, it's so many different skills. That yeah. you, you need to have to not only make web pages but like apps as well. Like there's kind of the back end, you know, if they click here, where does that go? That that type of thing. But then all the pictures and graphics that have to uh, to go mm-hmm. uh, go into it. So are you leaving your day job anytime soon, Chris? Uh, not just yet. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably need to wait at least until uh, the cruise ships come back. To Vancouver, <laughs> which uh, they they that's scheduled for February, but I think they might have even pushed it sooner to as soon as December. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. my question there, you know, you've made this app and there's like millions of apps in the app store. Like, how do you get people <laughs> to know that, you know, when they're coming off the cruise ship, they got to download Van Walks. That's, that's actually what I'm figuring out now. So I, I yeah. have the app and now I need to get it into people's phones. Uh, so I've been, I've been working with an ad agency from Bellingham, who is a friend of mine, and we've been doing just like some online ads and some uh, Spotify sort of pre-roll ads. Oh, cool. But I think the, the real power will be once I'm able to get a street team together and actually just go down to Canada Place and just hand out, uh, you know, flyers or buttons or whatever I come up with. So I haven't quite got that yet because there hasn't been the people to market to yet. Yeah. That's that's probably the plan for next spring and summer. 
hopefully this little radio program will help as well. Yeah. yeah. We're going to make you, we're going to make you rich, Chris, Great. <laughs> all the people listening. Uh, we're talking with Chris King. He's the man behind van walks, uh, a new app that uh, actually has some really cool walking tours uh, for uh, Vancouver. And now uh, coming up with Stanley park uh, as well. Chris, uh, obviously they can find this on the, uh, the Apple app store and the uh, Google Android uh, play store. Yeah. There's also the website is just vanwalks.ca if you have more questions. Um, uh, that website is getting an overhaul in the next month or two. The current version is still my uh, my solo ugly version of that website, and then we're making a better version of it. <laughs> well, I like your energy, Chris, and good luck with everything. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. We still have a lot uh, to talk about, uh, and we're going to tell you uh, more about the contest giving away an MSI Summit E-Series Evo Flip laptop a full 13 inch touchscreen. this thing's beautiful we'll give you more details on how you can enter to win that when we come back from the break you're listening to the app show here on the chorus radio network back after this well that's the end of the show i want to give a shout out to the contest one more time again go to getconnectedmedia.com we are giving away an amazing prize it's from msi it's the msi summit e13 evo flip laptop this is a powerful laptop, amazingly thin, beautiful touchscreen that can actually flip around and go into tablet mode. It even comes with a touch pen that you can use for taking notes and signing documents. It is incredible. And it's simple. You just have to go to the, uh, the webpage, getconnectedmedia.com. Uh, there's the contest entry there, and it has all the instructions. If you want more entries to win to up your chances, uh, we also have another task you can do this week. Tell us what you think of TikTok. There's uh, directions on how to enter all of that. And I also encourage you to, to visit our website often. We are constantly putting up great tech content aimed at everyone. You don't have to be a complete geek or nerd to understand what we're talking about. We're trying to keep it real and down uh, at uh, a normal level, like I was saying. And everything from videos to the latest uh, tech reviews on smartphones and printers. We're talking a lot about electric vehicles now uh, as well. And of course, the latest uh, apps uh, that uh, you can use on your smartphones and, and even TVs. And if you can help us, I'd love if you'd subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's uh, Get Connected Media. You can uh, search for that on, on YouTube. And we are punching out new videos almost daily there. And if you subscribe, it helps us grow the channel so that we can make even more videos. And even more helpful is if you hit the notification button and you also leave comments. We would love to hear what you think of uh, some of the videos that we're creating. And we'd love to hear what kind of videos you'd like us to make as well. We've got a great little team and uh, constantly uh, punching out the latest reviews, how-tos, and tips and tricks to to make your tech life just a little bit easier. I want to thank the entire team that helps put the program together. Of course, John Beeler, my co-host and producer, and also Christina back at the studio. Until next time, I'm Mike Agarbo signing off. We'll see you again. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.